Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to um, Weirdly Magical with Jen and Lou. I couldn't remember the name of our podcast. (laughs) 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 I'm Lou, and I am an astrologer, and you can tell Mars retrograde and out of bounds is kind of playing havoc with me, but I'm having fun with him, so so there you go. So, um, and I'm Jen. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, an Akashic, <laughs> I'm an Akashic reader and healer and uh, creator of the in, uh, uh, Illuminating Journey Cards. <laughs> and today we are going to talk about um, the total lunar eclipse that takes place on July the 27th at... Um, 2.20 p.m. Mountain, which is 1.20 p.m. Pacific, 4.20 p.m. Eastern, and I guess that's 9.20 p.m. in the UK, and if you're in Australia or New Zealand, use timeanddate.com because you have multiple time zones and I can't possibly remember them all. And this eclipse takes place at 4 degrees and 44 minutes on the Leo Um, Aquarius axis which means because a a lunar eclipse is a full moon which means the sun and the moon are opposite each other with the earth in between and so the moon is at four degrees 44 minutes of Aquarius and the sun opposite in Leo and this is a very tight eclipse by that I mean that it's very close to the moon's nodes which is actually what makes a new or full moon an eclipse. It's the proximity to the nodes. And the closer the sun and moon are to the moon's nodes, um, the more total the eclipse and the longer lasting it is. And this will be a a total blood red moon eclipse. I believe it lasts for over a minute, which is uh, in its totality, which is quite long. And um, it's a south node eclipse, which means that the moon is conjunct the south node of the moon, which is the dragon's tail or keto. And it's a releasing part. It's what we're being asked to release. And it's also conjunct Mars. Um, in fact, the moon is nicely um, sandwiched between the south node and Mars and Mars is retrograde and out of bounds. So there's really some kind of crazy energy in this eclipse. It's also squaring Uranus in Taurus and um, Pallas Athena, the asteroid, is conjunct the North Node and the Sun in Leo. And to add to all this, um, Mercury turns retrograde the day before the eclipse just a few hours before the eclipse is total Uh, and that will make six planets retrograde at that time i think not even counting the asteroids i'm just checking one two three four five yeah five and chiron so six So we are in some crazy, intense times. So now I've kind of laid out those details for you. I'll just let Jen kind of um, start with um, what she has to say, and we'll take it from there. 
Super. So the eclipse is falling on the 27th, which is a nine. Two and seven is nine. What's an interesting that's happening uh, this week from the 20th through to the 29th uh, is that every day is uh, the actual calendar number and the universal number is identical. So this is an added intensity. It's a rare thing that only happens when there's, we're in a nine months and July is a nine months, which it's an 18 universal month. If you add uh, two plus one plus eight plus seven, it'll give you 18, which is a nine. When you add um, nine to 18, you get 27. So that's the pattern of what's happening. Every day repeats the number. So we're having a 27, which is a nine. So it's giving us this incredible uh, kind of uh, triple nine configuration for the day, which is very powerful because the triple nine is about uh, letting go, releasing, completion. Uh, it's also about connecting to compassion. So that's already a major part of this is recognizing the difference between our ego and uh, our true passion or our true expression of self. Uh, this, there's a, um, we're at this place where we're being kind of pulling back the bow in a sense. So that's the picture I've been shown from the Akashic records and uh, um, that idea of choosing to shoot this energy that's in this uh, lunar eclipse into the area we want to go, where we are setting our true north, our passion, our truth for uh, equality, justice, what we believe in. Uh, also, what's very interesting, since as uh, Lou mentioned, the sun and moon at 444, that's a triple four. It's a very powerful message. Uh, for one thing, the four is about earthing things or bringing our ideas to earth. So we have all this intuition and this desire to bring something into the world, make it real. And this moon is pushing us to make that real. So we're making the choice of what it is we want to make real, what we want to focus on. So it's a very earth-centered um, uh, eclipse there is also, the, and it's interesting because it's a lunar eclipse, so there's that idea of the emotional, intuitive side of ourselves being grounded in the earth. So we're actually bringing the sense of who we are, uh, that completion in a way, or the beginning of that new expression. Uh, we've completed a cycle of being a certain way, and now we are starting or bringing this new idea of ourselves to ground. Uh, so it's quite a powerful shift uh, mm. as the beginning. The triple four also comes to 12, which is the number of kind of learning. It's the, the number that flips between learning or the shadow of being a victim. So it allows us to choose to take the things we've learned, even the experiences we've had as being victims, because that's just part of our process. It's not a matter of blaming. It's a matter of going, okay, I experienced these things. They were painful. I acted in a certain way because that's why I thought I was supposed to. But now I 
I am choosing to act differently. If you are choosing, I mean, if you want to stay in the same way, that's fine. But if you are choosing something different, it actually allows you to experience joy, the sense of love for yourself. That is, um, that is the, the root of the 12, is this experience of wisdom and true love and acceptance of yourself and expressing it out into the world. Mm. And of course, the, as always, the astrology exactly um, reads the same as the numbers. I always love how they actually completely tie in. Because with the Sun and the North Node and Pallas Athena all being over in Leo, Leo is all about creative self-expression, personal sovereignty. It's it's about kind of leaving behind um, and releasing because it's a full moon release so it's releasing any sense of alienation but of trying to fit into the peer group because of that feeling of alienation and also being led by the pack you know this is a real this is as you said it's a very very powerful shift towards well personal sovereignty is my is my kind of way of putting it it's being willing to shine for who you really are and your own creative self-expression and not worrying about what everybody else thinks all the time and uh, the square to Uranus in uh, Taurus to my mind is really bringing in that connection to to the earth and to the material world and knowing how we are all connected to it I think people are really beginning on this on this lunar eclipse and of course you can't really read it separate to the cycles and the other eclipses but it's part of bringing us into recognition that we are our own sovereign sovereign beings but but we're also totally connected to all that is there's none of this wishy-washy ascension stuff and we're not of this earth and you know it's it feels really meaty to me this full moon (laughs) yes yes. i I agree with you there i i I feel the same thing about uranus the idea of that's the aspect of uranus it's kind of this you know this the dark side of ourselves which is the side that we've shunned or the side that we Mm. think of as being you know this disgusting part of ourselves being human is really the essence of us bringing ideas to earth because we know how to be souls we don't have a problem doing that without a body Uh, what we're here to learn is how to do this in a body Mm -hmm. so it's a, a very exciting thing to see this this kind of challenge this aspect of uh on the one side the sun and you know, Pallas Athena, this kind of more feminine energy. And then the other side, the um, Pluto with Mars and, and Lilith, there's a lot of rage on the, the female mm-hmm. side or in the emotional side, which looks or sounds like the message I'm getting is that it's this ex- idea of really digging deep into the, the juiciness of our rage. And yeah. uh, because I mean, you and I know as women, and probably a lot of women out there, there's a rage has a bad name. And I'm not saying go out and you know do crazy things to other people, but the idea of never being able to show your feelings or mm. express 
uh, your dissatisfaction. I remember as a child, I was told, you know, be nice or be quiet or don't lose your temper, all those kind of things that girls were not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there is so much kind of backlash against a woman. Uh, we were talking about that woman that uh, um, in the bar that flipped over the guy that touched her butt. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the kind of thing. It's that like, wait, and what you're talking about, Louise, the idea of that sense of sovereignty, the truth of our sovereignty lies in our recognition of our boundaries of our physical bodies mm-hmm. uh, and going, the two are connected. My spirit and my body are connected. If someone, you know, invades that space, I have the right to speak up for myself. You know, and it, speaking up is not always about words. No, it really isn't. Oh, excuse me. And um, I, I actually wanted to read the Sabian symbol for the moon, for the placement yes. of the moon, because it, it just speaks to what we're talking about. It's it's humans worshipping. And oh, sorry, this is the Chandra symbol, not the Sabian oh, yes. symbol. Humans worshipping an obese nature goddess. And I just thought, how glorious is that? You know, it's it's kind of fat and um, fertile, and <laughs> and of course the Earth is really an obese nature goddess. She's like, you know, she is bursting with life, and um, and obese in this um, respect means a good thing to my mind. It just means you know, really kind of full. And juicy. This is all these words that keep coming to my mind. <laughs> it, it reminds me of you know those images of the goddesses, the really ancient goddesses. I'm talking about. You know, a lot of them were were just really um, fat, quite quite frankly, and that used to be celebrated because it was um, it was motherly and fertile and um, and very. Um, Huggy, <laughs> that's another word that comes to my mind. So, you know, everything about this feels like it's very fertile, like we're really going to be able to let go um, a lot of dryness. I mentioned the moon being in Aquarius, and of course the moon is the mother too, but um, but she's in Aquarius on the releasing end of this full moon, and, and an Aquarius is very dry, and Leo is ruled by the heart so it feels like we're just being pulled towards the heart in Mm. all ways on this yeah yeah you know that's really interesting when you were saying that about uh the idea of these the you know the uh this obese woman i was thinking about the word gross which in Mm. english we tend to think of something disgusting Mm. but actually in french gross means big or great it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean something awful it's actually you know it's wonderful it's lush it's and and in german in many languages i think yes right so it's very interesting the thought coming through is that well, maybe that's one of the reasons why our society has a, a fondness for thin women, because mm-hmm. remember, that's very, uh, it's the patent, you know, what do you call it? Uh, male, or, you know, male oriented. You have thin women, they can't really be juicy. They can't really express the joy, the plumpness of the richness of being a representative of the earth Mm. Uh, and so there is that correlation of that dryness you're thin and all skinny and i'm not allowed to eat and i've got to deny myself Mm -hmm. so 
if we're just denying what we put in our mouths, we're also denying the things we can do. You know, I, I can't laugh too loudly or spit or fart or cough or something because, uh, you know, I won't be a lady. And it's all that bullshit that mm. has been pushed on us. And we've taken that to mean like, oh, the way to be a real woman is to be the skinny, starving uh, person that has no uh, and right. skin, skinny and starving in all ways i'm not yes. just, i'm not suggesting people just sit on a couch and eat bonbons and get really fat but this is about mm. celebrating the richness of the physicality of our existence exactly and we're not, we're not suggesting that people that are skinny or thin naturally no. uh, uh, should put on weight like this is it's just celebrating the body you have and allowing it to be what it is without mm. trying to make it something different because society tells us right i yeah. mean society is telling us to confine our body or confine our uh, loudness or confine our um responses or desires mm. and same like desires you know it's passion it's not all about sex it can be but there's so much more to desire and creativity mm. than uh, uh sex right there it's, it's like when we do things we love when we're stimulated by conversation and experience and doing things everything starts to shift we do become more autonomous because mm -hmm. we actually have things that give us meat we're not looking outside ourselves to go, oh, what's my value to the world? Mm. We're looking at ourselves going, I know my value because these are the things I'm creating. It's connected. I'm connected to that self-love, that number, the 12, the three that I was talking about, that mm -hmm. idea of being in love with yourself. And, 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 I, and I just find it so interesting as well that, um, Mercury turns retrograde the day before making so I'm just going to list them so we'll have Mercury, Mars Saturn Neptune, Chiron and Pluto all retrograde on the eclipse and, and that's also kind of pulling us within you know um, everybody mm -hmm. talks about the rewords for Mercury retrograde and, 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 and they all talk about things breaking down and things but it's got much deeper meanings than that with so all of this being retrograde we're being asked to kind of go into this human body i think and really reflect on what it is to be human in many in so many ways and mercury going retrograde the day before in the same sign of the north node of the eclipse is, is again about reflecting on this creative self-expression, which is a really good description for Leo. Um, and, and the sovereignty is a good description as well, because, you know, you think about the Leo. Leo likes to be on the stage and to shine. But to do that, you have to feel confident in your own sovereignty. And that's what we're being asked to reflect on, I think. Absolutely. I was also reflecting on the idea that uh, Mercury is uh, going retrograde before the eclipse. Uh, it's such a huge message when you think that Mercury is the messenger, but it's also an aspect of duality, which mm -hmm. is the other part. Like we have 
taken our light, like many of us think of confidence in terms of somebody liking us or we get a lot of applause. Mm. That's not really what this is about. I mean, we've got to shine our light even when people are telling us that we suck because mm-hmm. uh, that's who we are. You know, the universe pays us for being who we are. And when we beam our light, we are being who we are. And Mercury at 23 degrees, 23 degrees is called the Royal Lion. It's considered the strongest number of all the numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, it's giving us the courage, again, that number that goes with Kua, Kua the heart, the lion, mm-hmm. that's courage. And Mercury being uh, giving us the courage to follow our intuition. Mm-hmm. Instead of listening to other people saying, oh, that's a stupid idea, we mm. follow it. Because I think this uh, eclipse is about opening us to uh, new ideas, to daring differently, and being willing to express ourselves in new ways. Like We don't have to talk the way people have told us we are supposed to talk or or you know, color in the lines. And Mercury is that uh, mercurial aspect that allows us to um, converse and connect and uh, kind of empty our mind in a way, right? It feels like the mind is being emptied of yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And, and to speak from the heart. And I've, you've said follow the intuition. And yes, it's that. I've been saying follow the heart's desire as well. That's and and to open your heart you know to others and if you kind of if you come from this place of open heartedness it kind of naturally brings open heartedness back because you're not yes you're being creative self expression and letting go of all those um you know you have to behave this certain way and speak this certain way and do that but if you're doing it with this open-heartedness and beaming and not not attacking or hurting anybody you're just being completely you then it brings openness back from others as well I think it's um I've got a fabulous um meme that I keep losing and finding again every now and again it's about one man standing with a group facing a group of angry people kind of just with his heart open going you know I love you. I love you, but I'm me. <laughs> and gradually, one by one, the people kind of come to the heart side, if you get what I mean. Because I, I love Aquarius, so I don't mean to diss Aquarius. Because, it, but in this case, with it being on the South Node, I think the Aquarian energy um, is is showing more the less positive side of the Aquarian energy of this um, detached of feeling separate and not feeling a part of anything and yet trying to follow the peer group. There are many positive qualities of Aquarius, of course, but, um, but, but with the moon being on the South node, that tends to emphasize the, um, the less positive qualities, shall we say, and Mars being retrograde conjunct um, the South node and the moon, and out of bounds. He's saying, cut this out. He's saying, stop this. This is very dramatic, this um, full moon eclipse, to be honest, because Uranus in Taurus is squaring it, and Uranus does things quite suddenly. Mm. He's not called the Lord of Lightning Bolts for, for nothing. He brings radical, sudden change 
for both ways. You know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, when I say that, but it's also re- sudden awakening. It's mm. sudden new awarenesses. And then Mars, you know, he's just saying, let's just cut this out and it's time to, to do things differently. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting thing because I see the, uh, the aspect you talked about, the Aquarian aspect of mm. um, kind of uh, being more distant in a way, in some ways is useful at this time because mm. uh, a lot of what we have done, and of course we have Mars in the picture, as you mentioned, and some other aspects there too, a lot of what we've done is we've separated ourselves, but we have believed other people right? Mm -hmm. They're right, we're wrong, we're outsiders. Uh, So this aspect to me speaks of the idea that if you, you can be an outsider if you want to, but you don't have to be an outsider. Mm. However, there's an aspect here that has to be dealt with. And that is learning to speak to those who have called you an outsider, learning to call them out and go, no, I'm not an outsider. Mm -hmm. I refuse to accept what you're saying about me. So we can be more distance and it takes the emotion out of what we're saying because a lot of times we the drama aspect of course is huge because with all those nines and everything else that's going on in the chart that you've mentioned Mm. it is very dramatic and with leo however that's uh can be the shadow aspect of the nines right we have all those nines um where the the true part of ourselves the heart you were talking about is Mm. the heart of our energy is uh, it needs we don't have to exaggerate it to get attention right and that's the part where this coolness of aquarius helps us to go wait i don't have to force myself on people Mm -hmm. can be like that guy in the meme right I love you, but I can't be you. So, you know, instead of that emotional thing, don't let me go, bring me in, let me in, that kind of begging energy, it moves us away. Mm. Uh, You know, that is one aspect. I mean, I know the other aspects that may not be as... Oh, some emotional detachment is is very good. But I I guess I should have used the word disconnection for... um, yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, Aquarius has many positive qualities. It's just kind of the less positive qualities we're being asked to release on this yeah. one. Yeah. And the thing is, it's good to recognize there is that sense of being separate, and that's okay. It's okay to say there are some things about me that are separate, but this uh, detachment allows us to recognize, mm-hmm. do I want to be separate or do I want to, or how do I want to be separate? Yeah. You know, we're getting to choose because it's also that aspect of tribe. There are some aspects of tribe that are very unattractive in the sense mm-hmm. of tribes making people do everything the same way, like, you know, like robots. Uh, and I don't like that aspect of tribe at all. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> right. So that's the thing. We need to be able to go, wait, I, I want to be in a tribe and I want to be with other people, but I'm not going to do what they want me to do. So I'll be cookie cutter or mm-hmm. all in line. So there's all those fine lines that are um, here for us, like you say, for us to release. We can release that side of being an outsider mm. by um, joining the places we want to join. You know, just say, instead of saying I'm an outsider, we get to say, I know who I am. You know, I'm an individual and I want to belong to this tribe. I'm just going to join them. 
Yeah. And most of the time, people accept us. It's when we think we're outside and we act, then we're acting like we're an outsider. Then we're wondering why people are treating us like outsiders, but we're projecting that energy. Exactly, yeah. Because we're shutting, we're shutting our heart center down, really. Because we're shutting our heart down to any connection by deciding, really, that we are the outsider. You know. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that thing you mentioned about the heart, which is very true, but there's also the, with intuition, we can feel intuition in different places. So, oh, absolutely. Um, oh, I the, wasn't, yeah. No, I know you weren't. I'm just bringing, I'm just adding to what you were saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think what you said is brilliant and, and beautiful. I'm just adding as well as, let's say, as well as, right? I wanted to bring this up because the, 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 our seat of power is our gut, right? It's the third mm -hmm. chakra. And that's the heart. Um, and that's the, sorry, not the heart, the sun, right? The yellow, right? Yeah. It's that aspect of recognizing our own sense of authority, which works in connection with the heart, right? The mm -hmm. more we love ourselves, the better we can trust that we are powerful enough to have our own opinions. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just wanted to mention that in case. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I would agree. Me, right. What about me? I don't, I feel it in my gut. I, I feel mm -hmm. it in my, I don't know, my groin. You can feel this anywhere, but mm -hmm. you can bring it into the heart because that's the central meeting point. In fact, the heart is more powerful than the brain. So yeah. you to go through your heart and then, uh, if you want to be practical, um, you can check in with your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when I say heart's desire, I think a lot of people don't know what that is. They don't know. And yeah, you have to check in with all of you to realize what that is. What is your own cre creative self-expression? What does it mean to follow your heart? <laughs> a lot of people have lost touch with that. And that's a lot of that disconnection as well. Um, the side that we're being asked to release. We're being asked to, overall, I, for me, I think we're being asked to check in with our whole physicality, our humanness, our humanity, whatever you want to call it. And really get in touch with what that means for us to be human and to be checking in with our gut and our heart's desire and most people have lost touch with any of that because they're so outer focused um, yes disconnected yeah. right yeah uh, yes that's an excellent point uh, i i agree in the sense well for me this this uh, this experience we're having is uh, allowing us to be in our bodies, as you're saying, which, you know, mm -hmm. we've been going through a process for quite a while of learning to get more comfortable with our bodies. Mm -hmm. Most of us, uh, as, uh, with our spiritual aspect, our minds, we're, we're running out of our bodies. We're leaving our bodies because it's safer or has been safer in the past. We're learning now that we have to trust uh, what we're experiencing because we have the power of our heart to make mm -hmm. different decisions. Like before we, we weren't as in touch. Now we are able to kind of expand the light coming into the heart. And so when we go, okay, instead of me running out of my, my body, 
and not being present because I'm afraid to let myself stay in my body and feel my feelings. That's the ultimate mm. of being present. But it's also the way, because what's happening now is we're actually entering this time where our divine essence or whatever you want to call it is entering our body. Like we don't, you know, we think we're supposed to like, you know, uh, be this perfect person and, <laughs> and, and, you know, not do any, you know, not swear, not yell at people, not be unkind, all of those things, um, kind of an unrealistic aspect of being mm -hmm. spiritual. But the real way to be spiritual is to expand our body and have that plumpness we're talking about. It doesn't have to be physically, you don't have to be physically plump, but to feel that sense of richness in your body that allows this divine energy to be felt in your body. So you can feel your sense of higher self and begin to see the world through the eyes of your higher self. So you can be more compassionate, more loving. You have a better idea of why you're here and mm -hmm. what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I have much more to say about this one, actually. It's, it's just powerful. It's, um, it's rich. I just, well, I keep saying those kind of words, juicy, just, <laughs> I'm kind of excited to be honest about this full moon. It's, um, you know, it's, it's in the middle of two solar eclipses because we have the next solar eclipse is at 19 Leo on August the 11th. I think it's 19 Leo. And, um, and, you know, we're kind of switching direction with eclipses so we're at a pivot point because after that we'll be having lunar eclipse followed by solar eclipse whereas before we've for a while we've been having um solar eclipse followed by a lunar eclipse and they switch after a while and then by the time we have our next set of eclipses um because we have two sets every year um they're gonna all be in cancer and capricorn so these are the last eclipses on the leo aquarius um axis which uh, makes them kind of very important anyway and there's a lot of harking back to the eclipses last year including the total eclipse last august the 21st um so i just think this is a huge pivot point it's pivoting in so many ways anything on the moon's nodes is a pivot point um, it's got that square to Uranus, which is making it a pivot point. It's um, moving into the Cancer Capricorn axis, so we're we're leaving that shift. There's so many shift aspects on this, um, and I just feel like it's really it's going to be an intense time. And you know, you hear a lot of astrologers going, "Oh," and you know that Mars retrograde in Aquarius is kind of tough but it's all a lesson for us and it can there's so many possibilities that can come from this energy to move forward to that sovereign state that we've been talking about so yeah i, I think that's a, a really powerful um, point that this is actually the longest uh, eclipse of the century mm -hmm. that's what 
you're saying. So it is a big deal. I agree. It is a, it is that uh, catapult moving us into a whole new way of being. It's giving us this, juicing us up. So we feel agitated, mm-hmm. remembering we're feeling agitated because this is bringing us into our body. We are mm-hmm. feeling feelings we haven't felt for centuries, maybe never. And so it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable looking at people and going, wow, that, that person did that. And I, you know, what can I do? How can I respond? I experienced this, this is so uncomfortable because we've lived in a time where we pushed our feelings down and pushed mm-hmm. them away and denied them. So more and more of this stuff is going to be coming up. It's like a volcano in our bodies coming up. And so the way to use it as, Lou and I have been talking about is get, you know, connect into your heart, get, do something creative, make choices that make you feel more empowered. So Mm -hmm. you're not trapped in all that stuff. Let these feelings work for you. Start to say things as kind as you can to kind of assert your independence while connecting to others in a loving way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to read the, um, I had the Sabian symbol, so I was going to read it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. A council of ancestors is seen implementing the efforts of a young leader, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, you know, it's a great aspect to think about. The key word Mm -hmm. here is reliance upon precedence. So this is about, looking to the young how interesting Mm -hmm. that we've coming from an old way of doing things we're moving into the young leader people that we look at say oh you have no experience well we don't know that because everyone's divine and so everyone has talents of course and of course leo is represents the young it's teenagers it's it's chill it's the inner child it's um Yes, where we go. That's the new ideas. We have a lot of new ideas coming through here. A lot of sudden yeah. change, of uh, of things we haven't expected, and may shock us and wake us up. This is about waking up and mm-hmm. going. This is great. I'm having the greatest time of my life. It doesn't mean everything that's happening to you is is yummy and wonderful. It can be terrible, but you're in it. You're experiencing and you're making choices in the moment i think it's incredibly exciting i feel very excited about this i do too yeah i don't agree with everything but it feels wonderful to be alive right now oh exactly i mean there's a lot not to agree with (laughs) but but if you you try and step back and see the bigger picture i think you know uh, we're in a time of tumult and change because we are between the ages anyway, we're moving out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. And the change of ages is always um, a tumultuous time. And things are going to have to be done differently. And, um, you know, to not get into detail about what's going on in the world, people are very well aware. It's, it's just part of the process. It's, it's going to change. And change isn't comfortable at all, always. So, yeah, change is uncomfortable. But I think the key aspect here for me is that what can you do in your world to change? You, you mm-hmm. don't have control over people in the next room, in the next building or whoever these people are. But you can certainly look at things in your life and go, 
uh, I'm going to do this differently. Somebody's insulting me, I'm going to speak up. The person next to me is being insulted, I'm going to speak up. Here's an opportunity for me to do something crazy and daring. I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's how we can get in rhythm with these energies instead of pushing or resisting. Mm-hmm. And that just makes it way more uncomfortable and it's just longer and harder. Exactly. I'm actually going to read the Sabian symbol for the other end of the eclipse um, because I think that's quite relevant too for the sun. Um, is rock formations tower over a deep canyon. And the keynote is the structuring power of elemental forces during the long cycle of planetary evolution. And that kind of talks about what I was saying about, you know, this shifting of the ages. It's, it's like, you know, you think about how the earth shifts and changes with, with rock formations and canyons the elemental forces cannot be stopped and and this cannot be stopped we're in a point of elemental and huge evolutionary change and um yes. and i think it's best to enjoy it personally exactly. <laughs> grab it by the horns and just <laughs> <laughs> exactly this is an exciting time because we have to remember like you're saying this toppling of the old and the breaking down of, you know, when rocks are falling, there's nothing you can do but get out of the way and then decide what to do with the rocks that fall on the ground. Exactly. And the idea, look at us, we've, as long as memory, we haven't had this opportunity to truly say what we think. Mm -hmm. Even in a world where people are trying to suppress us, this is amazing that we can tell people, we see all these people going up and insulting people to their faces. They feeling that freedom and we have the same freedom to hold them accountable yeah. and hold ourselves accountable. And, you know, it's just brilliant. So, you know, watch out for falling rocks and then, I don't mm. know, go build a house with it or do something useful. <laughs> and just step back and see the bigger picture of the whole change. Instead of getting caught up in all the minutiae of, of all the things that are going on because um, it's all part of the process every every player is playing their part in this so totally yeah and and yeah don't be caught up in it i agree and but again it's how you look at it right your perspective It's like when you know things are happening, you can stand back and go, I don't need to get caught up in this because it's Mm -hmm. bullshit. I can wait and decide if this is something I need to attend to or what, what, what am I building? Let me go do something that involves me shining my light. Exactly. (sighs) So everybody, So it is a full moon um, for those listening. And a full moon is a, you know, is a, is a point of fulfillment or release. And if you're so inclined, you know, a, a short full moon ceremony is a simple thing to do. You can write down the things that you would like to release. Um, I prefer to speak in terms of, um, patterns of behavior and things like that that I find myself repeating you know and speak them to the universe and ask the ask the universe to help you release them on the full moon especially when it's an eclipse that will that can 
literally just eclipse things. You know, I've seen amazing transformations happen on eclipses, especially if you're directly affected by it. You know, if, if you've got planets directly affected by it, um, you can just completely, as I said before, cut something out that you've done for your whole life and just not do it anymore. Which is brilliant. I think that's the, the power. We mustn't forget the power of the moon mm. and the sun, these celestial beings that do um, impact us and are here for us. Right? They are. Well, they're part of us. We're, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why not engage with, you know, it's sometimes easy for us to engage with the more negative things and go, mm -hmm. oh, yes, of course, something shitty is going to happen or naturally we but we can do the opposite i can like who says do a ceremony it's a great thing even if it's a small thing mm -hmm. you can light a candle or whatever and and find a way to go out and connect with the moon if you feel that way yeah go out and look at it it's going to be blood red it's going to be you know i've seen several blood red moons i always find them very um amazing Yes, yes, just the color red is the yeah. fieriness and, you know, speaking to our heart and to the energy of our libido, that mm. uh, uh, energy of being the fire that changes our own life. Of course, we won't see it here in Utah and most places here, but, um, but just go out and feel the energy. It's still there, even if it's happening on the other side of the world. That's right. We won't see it here, yeah. either, but yeah. it's okay, right? Like we, 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 the energy is still there. It still exists. It's still, yeah. the potency is still ours to um, connect with, regardless of whether we see it with our eyes or not. Exactly. So um, before we wrap up, how can people connect with you? Well, they can find me uh, on Facebook, Gender Shen. Uh, and I have a group, the Light Club of the Woo Woo Weirdos of the World. Mm -hmm. um, or they can go to my website, gendushen.com. Cool. And for myself, um, you know, Google my name. <laughs> I use my name everywhere. So Louise Eddington, I have a Facebook page, Louise Eddington Astrologer. I have a Facebook group called Planetary Magic Cafe. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and iHeartRadio and anywhere else that podcasts feed out to. It's Weirdly Magical with Jen and Lou. You can Google that and you'll find it also so that you don't miss an episode. And you can find me on Instagram anywhere, actually. <laughs> Just my name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But my group, I like my group, yeah. Terry yeah. Magic Cafe. So come, come find me there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And find me too, Gender Shen. I'm everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we are. We tend to use our names. It's much easier than complicating things. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time to talk about the last eclipse of this series, the solar eclipse on August the 11th. And and that's um, kind of a doozy in its own right, to be quite honest. So, uh, in a good way, I hasten to add because people <laughs> go, "Oh, doozy!" <laughs> All in a good way. Yes, exactly. So, until then, 
Um, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen.